Shout it one more time. Saviors of destiny. Shout it. Saviors of destiny. You see, I know the theme for the conference is saviors of men. Is somebody following me at all? And um, unfortunately, I've not had time to really connect to the live streamings, but I was able to watch um, snippets of Bishop's session, and I discovered he emphasized so much on how we can also step out and be, and be very instrumental in saving the destinies of people, bringing people who are not saved to the knowledge of Christ and all that. Very powerful, you know, erudite teaching. But I want us to look at the flip side of what he taught. Are you with me at all? I'm looking at, you know, he was saying we should go out and bring people into the kingdom. But I'm also looking at those of us already in the kingdom. How can God also change our level? How can God also bring us to the level he has ordained for us? That's why I've titled my message, Saviors of Destiny. Why? Because you and I that is in the house of God, we need help in a certain area of our lives. Is somebody following me? Are you in the house or you have gone somewhere? Yes, every one of us here, one way or the other, we need a certain kind of intervention. We need a certain kind of, you know, emancipation. That is why this morning I am teaching on saviors of destiny. Somebody shout, I need the savior of destiny. I have discovered in life that the first in life is not always the best in life. And the best in life is not necessarily the first in life. Is somebody following me at all? When you read Ecclesiastes chapter 9, very, very popular scripture, the verse 11, the Bible said, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and what? Chance, happiness to them all. Somebody shout time. time. Shout it time. time and chance. Time. Happiness to them all. Which means when you put time and chance together, it's equal to good people. Is somebody following me at all? Time plus chance is equal to what? Good people. The reason why some people are succeeding and others are not succeeding, irrespective of the fact that they are in the same church, irrespective of the fact that they hear the same word of God every week, every weekend, eh? is because those who are succeeding are privileged to be surrounded by good people. Is somebody following me at all? The reason why brother A and sister A are working in the same company and yet sister A is doing well and brother A is not doing well is because that sister, irrespective of the fact that they put the same hard work in the same place, is because the one that is succeeding is privileged to be surrounded by good people. And the good people is what I call saviors of destiny. Hear me? No matter, listen, no matter who you are, no matter your anointing, no matter your grace, no matter your sagacity, if God does not surround you with saviors of destiny, journey to destiny can be very frustrating. Is somebody following me at all? No man, no woman was wired to live in segregation. You can never live in isolation and be successful. No matter who you think you are, you need a certain savior in your life. Is somebody following me? And I prophesied this morning, between now and the time service is over, any area of your life you need a savior, may God send you a savior in the name of Jesus. I said, may God save you a savior in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive my savior of destiny. So everybody needs a savior of destiny. 
Listen, journey to destiny can be very tintillating, very sweet when God gives you saviors. I'm telling you, because everything you are looking for in life is in another man's custody. Somebody can write you a check and your level can never be the same. Somebody can tell you, enter this office. When you get there, mention my name and that's all you need. I prophesy. After this teaching is over, may the wind of the Holy Ghost be airlifted and may that wind bring the saviors of your destiny into your life. In the name of Jesus, receive that grace. Receive that impartation. Rise up and shout, I take it by fire. Somebody shout, oh God. Give me my savior of destiny. Everybody needs a savior of destiny. Is somebody following me at all? You need it. Listen, the Bible said Jesus, sit down, was anointed without measure. Jesus was the son of God. Jesus carried inimitable grace. I mean, Jesus had no koiko. The man was heavy anointed. And yet, nobody knew him until a certain savior called John the Baptist appeared. So even Jesus, he needed help in a certain area of his life. Are you with me at all? If it took John the Baptist to introduce Jesus, those of us who are serving God faithfully in Carrie's temple, after this conference, God must send people that will introduce your destiny. Am I talking to somebody at all? You need somebody to introduce you. Jesus was all over the place, but when John the Baptist introduced him, Everybody took notice of him. Some of you have business ideas. You have strategies. There are things inside you nobody has discovered. But after this conference, God is sending you a savior of destiny that will advertise that thing you carry, that idea you carry, that grace you carry. Receive that impartation. Receive that anointing. Somebody shout, I take it by fire. Every good man, every good woman is a gift from God. Is somebody following me at all? Listen, listen. Everybody you see today, I mean, talk of the footballers we have, the Lionel Messi, the Cristiano Ronaldo, to be candid, they are not the best in this world. The reason why they are succeeding is because they discovered their saviors of destinies on time. Somebody discovered them when they were non-entities. Somebody discovered them in the wilderness. And when they were discovered on time, today they are high flyers. Hear me. After this conference, I prophesy, before benediction, 70 of you, God will draw the curtains to the supernatural. The people that must discover you, I see them coming from the north, the south, the east, the west. They will advertise your business. They will advertise your ministry. They will promote your ideas. Receive that anointing receive that grace uh, rise up and shall fire everybody needs a savior of destiny I'm going to show you a man who is my case study for this morning that we went time to prayer administration somebody said I need a savior of destiny listen don't let anybody bamboozle you don't let anybody deceive you no matter who you are my dear you need somebody you see it's arrogance and pride Admission of help is not as a weakness, it's strength. When you get to a certain stage in your walk with God and you know there is an area of your life you are lacking, don't pretend. Tell God, I need help in that area. And the help you are looking for, it is not God that will appear to give it to you. God will use men. 
Is somebody following me at all? That's why we need say, listen, I couldn't have gotten to this zenith or apogee ministry just because I'm, I can preach, just because I can prophesy. No, that would be colossal deception. The reason why I'm where I am today is because I discovered my saviors of destiny on time. And when you encounter them, journey becomes very sweet. I prophesy in this house. After this conference, 2020, before end of first quarter, you will discover your helpers. I say you will discover your destiny helpers. Receive that anointing in the name of Jesus. Remember in John chapter 5, when you read from verse 5 to 7, very intriguing story. Jesus woke up one morning, told his disciples, let us go to the pool of Bethesda. When they got to the pool, the Bible said there was a man who was impotent. There was a man who had an infirmity for 38 years. The last 38 years of this man's life, he had been at the same level. Is somebody following me at all? No movement. He was stagnating. He was small. He was myopic one way or the other. Nothing was happening for him. In fact, he said anytime the water is troubled, eh, there was nobody to push him into the water. When Jesus met the man, Jesus said, oh boy, would you be made whole? The man said, I have no man. So the reason why he was stagnating in life, the reason why he was broke, he was poor, he was frustrated, is because there was no savior of destiny. The last 38 years of his Christmas, same spot. Why? Because there was no deliverer. There was no man. He said, I have no man. Jesus never said you are lying. Rather, he said, from today, I am your man. I am the savior of your destiny. Hear me, some of you, eh, you are sitting somewhere, you are saying, Lord, will I ever get to that level I dream for myself? After this conference, God will give you a VVIP treatment. I said, God will give you a VVIP treatment. Some of your contemporaries have gone ahead of you, but it doesn't matter. After tonight, God will put an overtaking anointing upon you. You overtake your contemporaries, you overtake your peers, and you shall get to the level God has ordained for you. Receive that anointing. Receive that grace. Somebody shout, I take it by fire. He said, I have no man. Jesus said, then I am your man. I am the savior you are looking for. You see, pretense is what is killing a lot of believers in the kingdom. Stop faking it. Is somebody following me at all? Because sometimes eh, we, we think admitting that there is a need in my life will make somebody feel you are inferior. But pretending to is a lie. Are you with me at all? The last 10 years. But Michelle said the way are we on your man. Are you with me at all? The reason why God is not pushing us to the next level is because we have not allowed him. We have not allowed him to step in. Because if you you see what makes a miracle a miracle, anything man does is not a miracle. What God does is what we interpret as miracle. Is somebody following me at all? So, if you are not admitting God, I need help. Listen, all of us said here, the Bible said, he sent forth his word. Psalm 107 verse 20. And his word healed them. His word delivered them out of their destruction. Every one of us said here, our destructions differ. In other words, what this man is believing God for is not what I'm believing God for. What she is believing God for is not what I'm believing God for. So, our, our needs, our petitions, our requests, and what we need deliverances from, they differ. 
But if we sit here and we pretend that we don't need deliverance, there is no way God can help us. But I prophesy in this house, those of you who are tired of the level you are, those of you who are saying, Lord, I am better than this level. Where I am cannot define where I'm going. If you are like that, I prophesy. By the time this meeting is over, God will send you a destiny helper. God will send you a savior of men. Receive your portion in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I take it by fire. Everybody needs a savior. Shout it, I need a savior. Shout it, I need a savior. Shout it, I need a financial savior. You need it. You need it. Every company that is thriving and flourishing had to stand on the shoulders of another. Every great man is a product of another person. Nobody can live in segregation and be successful. Is somebody following me at all? You cannot. Even God Almighty, God that is powerful, God that is sovereign, even God, he needed help. Man was cut off from him for a very long time. God was looking for an occasion to reconcile man back to himself. And you and I know it's illegal for spirits to have contact with humanity. So the only way God could reconcile man back to himself after the fall of Adam was to wrap himself in the womb of a Virgin Mary. Without a certain Virgin Mary, Jesus wouldn't have been born. So even God Almighty, as powerful as God is, he still needed help. Hear me, after this conference, the greatest help you have ever needed, after today, God will send it your way. I say God will send it your way. Somebody shout, I receive help. Shout it, I receive the savior of my destiny. The man I want us to look at this morning is Joseph. Somebody shout, Joseph. Somebody shout, I need my Joseph. Shout it, I need my destiny helper. Shout it, I need my savior of men. Give me Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30. Let's read from verse 25. And it came to pass. Can you see that? Somebody shout, and it came to pass. Listen, this week, different speakers have been here. Every prophetic word they have spoken, it shall come to pass in your life. If your amen is the loudest, your celebration will be different. And it came to pass. When Rachel had born who? Rachel had born who? And Jacob said unto Laban, his father-in-law, send me away. To my own place and to my own country. Can you see that? It was when Joseph was born. Jacob, after 22 years of living in servitude. Listen, Jacob was a blessed man. Jacob was a patriarch. Jacob carried the patriarchal pattern. Jacob was a machine of prosperity. He was a machine of success. But in the last 22 years of Jacob's life, everything about his life was miserable. Everything about his life was characterized by misery, you know, and inconsolation. But look at it. This guy was supposed to be blessed. But 22 years, he was just a servant. Common servant. He was living in servitude. Why? Because he had not discovered the savior of his destiny. The Bible said, immediately, Rachel gave birth to Joseph. Jacob now said, I am ready. My question is, why did it take him 22 years? So is it possible to be in church all your life? Others are breaking through and you are not breaking through. It's possible. Are you with me at all? Because a man can be inside the river and still be thirsty. There is grace in this house. Others will break through. Others will not break through. Why? Is it because the preaching is not powerful? The atmosphere is not corrosive? It's corrosive, it's powerful. But at the end of the day, it's the attitude of the person receiving the word. 
Is somebody following me at all? When the man of God preaches, you too, you participate. You know, sometimes some people come to church just to come and mark, just to come and check some people out. Some people too come to church because they want to show sport. They want to show heels. Those kind of people, they will be inside grace, but they will never enjoy grace. And there are people too who come to church instead of being in the spirit, they are in the flesh. Those kind of people. In Revelation 1 10, he said, I was glad I was in I was in the spirit in the house of the Lord. So when you enter God's house, you have to be in the spirit. Tell somebody to be in the spirit. My, my question is: why did Jacob wait 22 years? To come to himself. Didn't he know he was not supposed to be in servitude for 22 years? Didn't he know that patriarchal pattern was handed over from Abraham to Isaac and from Isaac to him? Every one of these people were blessed. They carried wealth. They prospered. So how come in your case you are suffering 22 years? It's because he had not caught the revelation yet. Rachel had, I mean Jacob had had about 10 children. He never came to himself. Had Simeon, had Judah, had Levi. It was only when Joseph appeared, he said, no, this is not how I'm supposed to be. I am ready to go to my own place. You know what God told me? God said that Joseph here is not just an individual. Joseph is a container where God hides his presence. When God brings your savior your way, it's not just a man or a woman walking about. They carry the presence of God. They carry something that can take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I prophesy today, just as Jacob discovered his savior, may you also discover your savior. I say, may you discover your savior. He said, I am ready. Why? Because my Joseph has been born. Listen, every one of us here, we need a Joseph. You, you may need a marital Joseph. You may need a business Joseph. You may need a financial Joseph. I decree in this house, any area of your life you need a Joseph, may God send your Joseph. I said, may God send your Joseph. Because your Joseph is the savior of your destiny. Ah, Paul says something in Philemon, Philemon's one, Philemon 1, the verse 22. He said, prepare me a place for I trust God that through your prayers I shall be given to you. Which means, my dear, good men and good women, they don't just appear on a silver platter. If you want God to give you a savior of destiny, you must enter into some dangerous prayers. Are you with me at all? You see, people who believe that you can just wish yourself into prosperity, wish yourself into blessing. I think they, they, they are not in touch with reality. Because the life we live in is very inequitable. Life has never been fair to anybody. Are you with me at all? And to stop saying, Are you with me at all? People have suffered before you. There is nothing new under the sun. Is somebody following me at all? You see, Bishop T.D. Jake said something I'll never forget. He said, life is very, very unfair. It is what you pray, fight for, that gives you what you deserve. If you treat life casually, life will treat you casually. Is somebody following me? If you pray, God will certainly come through for you. So if you need a savior of destiny, you need a Joseph, you have to pray. Paul was writing a letter to his son Philemon. He said, oh boy, if you can pray, I trust God, I shall be given to you. So Paul was simply saying, I am a good man. I am supposed to be a savior of your destiny. But if you don't pray, I will not show up. So if you are waiting for your savior to appear because you are lowering, you are beautiful, my dear, you will wait forever. But if you can enter into some dangerous prayers, I believe God for you. Before end of first quarter, your path will cross over with your savior. 
I say your destiny will cross with your destiny helper. Somebody shout, I receive it. Somebody shout, I need my Joseph. Shout it, I need my Joseph. How many of you need a destiny helper? As your hands are lifted, I prophesy. May God send you one this week. If your amen is the loudest, you will encounter your Joseph. Everybody needs a Joseph. Let me quickly show you the biography of Joseph. I just told you the first one. That it was when Joseph was born. You know, his parents left the place of servitude. Remember, when he was born, the father said, I'm ready to leave the place of, you know, stagnation into the place of abundance. You saw that one. The second reason why Joseph's, you know, emergence was very crucial. And the reason why you too, you need a savior like Joseph. You remember in Genesis chapter 41, the king had a dream. You remember that story? And nobody had an antidote to what he saw. He called all the astrologers, the magicians, the sorcerers. Nobody had an antidote to that dream he had. Then, you remember the butler? He was in prison with Joseph. In fact, it was the butler and the baker. They both had dreams. And Joseph told the butler, when you go out, you'll be promoted. Told the baker, when you go out, you'll be what? You'll be killed. It came to pass. The butler was promoted and the baker was exterminated. But listen to what Joseph said to the butler. He said, when you go, remember me. Is that not what he said? This is the same Joseph that God was with him. This was the same Joseph. God gave him a dream. And yet Joseph knew that for me to get to the next level of my life, somebody must remember me. For two years, the butler forgot Joseph. Two years. You see, men can forget you, but God will never forget your labor of love. Am I talking to somebody? They forgot about Joseph, but God gave the king a dream. And God made sure the only one that has the colossal antidote is Joseph. So everybody came. They couldn't explain. Then the butler told the king, when I was in prison, there was this chap, you know, no education, no classmate, but he was the prefect in the prison. The guy is gifted to interpret dreams. If you get this guy, I mean, he will help us to unravel this mystery. So they went to call Joseph. But look at Joseph. Before this encounter, he went to sleep as a common prisoner. Joseph was not expecting that by tomorrow, eh, he will become prime minister. Just imagine somebody that went to bed thinking, the way I slept the day before is the same way I'm going to sleep and wake up. Then the prison warden stood there and said, oh boy, Joe, even now the prison warden is not shouting. Oh boy, Joe, he's wondering, is it me they are calling? Because that's not how they call. They yell at prisoners. I mean, who will go and make a friend with them? He said, oh boy, Joe, he said, please, are you talking? He said, don't use please. You are my ogre. Ah. Joe said, please, come, come. There is a meeting in the palace, and the king wants to see you. And in those days, you don't appear before a king in tattered clothes. You don't appear before a king in a pungent smell. So they have to bath you. Smell good before we present you. So they told Joseph, Joseph, you need to go and bath. And in those days, you don't bath yourself. By the time you get to the jacuzzi, there are women in the jacuzzi already ready to bath you. This is somebody that had a dream. He was keeping sheaves. His was standing. His brothers were. He had so many things. He was despised. I was wondering, when I read about Joseph denying Potiphar's wife, I was expecting God to be clapping for Joseph. No. Potiphar's wife tempted him. Joseph refused. Shouldn't God be clapping for him? But he ended up in jail. Why didn't God promote him immediately? So sometimes you can do a good thing and still suffer. It's part of life. You see, we have a bunch of believers today who believe that you don't go through anything. I tell my church, when a child of God suffers, it's not suffering, it's an experience. 
Is somebody following me at all? Because weeping may endure for a night. Psalm 30 verse 5. But joy will certainly come in the morning. And listen, affliction, suffering, and problem, they are not destinations. So they are only rules. Afflictions are passages. David said, yet though I walk. He never said, yet though I stand. Tell somebody, no condition is permanent. Joseph got to the place. They said, oh boy, take off your clothes. He took off his clothes. They put him in the jacuzzi. He started bathing. The guy was bathing. Hi, you don't know how it feels like. You know, sometimes when you read the Bible, it's almost as if you are just reading some. Put yourself in Joseph's. He hadn't seen good water before. And now they are saying, you don't bath yourself. We will bath you. They say, Joseph, it's over. Come and say, for where? I want to enjoy. The guy kept bathing. They said, please, the king is waiting. They pulled him out. When they pulled him out, they said, we need to robe you. He's a bushman. If you allow him, you will, you will not combine well. So they took him to the wardrobe. They said, choose Gucci, Armani. What do you want? He said, okay, give me the violet shirt. I will combine it to the yellow trousers. and say, see your life. <laughs> Poverty. <laughs> you don't dress like that. I said, okay. They are specialists. They, they robed him. He was not looking good. They now said, okay, now you can go and meet the king. When the king saw him, Genesis 41, I'm showing you the mystery of the saviors of men. Don't forget, even Joseph, if not for the butler, he will not be where he is. If not for the butler's introduction, Joseph will not be where he is. Tell somebody, humble yourself. You see, most of us, I don't believe those of us in church, it is really the devil that is holding us. So we are holding ourselves. The, the arrogance, the pride. Do you know who I am? You are nothing before a decimal point. You know, particularly by God's grace, I travel extensively. When I see people who don't carry nothing, but when they are talking, it's almost as if, oh goodness. It, it's just the grace of God, though. It's just the grace of God. My dear, when you stand before them and you are doing makeup, stop thinking you are the most prettiest person. Go and check the mortuary. Miss Wells have died and gone. Humble yourself. Man of God, I was preaching in South Africa. And a lady came to me, very decent, beautiful lady. She said, man of God, help me. I need a husband. I said, really? Why? Is it disappointment or what? He said, man of God, God actually gave me one, but I blew it. I said, how? He said, they had a conference, you know, somebody organized a seminar, financial seminar, whatever. He said, during the break hours, she went to get some drink for herself. When she was getting the drink, she saw this gentleman in shorts and in a Lacoste shirt with camera around his neck. Then the gentleman said, my dear, can I have a word with you? She said when she was going, she, she wasn't nice. So the man said, I've been observing you from morning to afternoon. I think you are the person God is bringing my way. He said, please, 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 don't try it with me. <laughs> she was telling me this. He said, I mean, she looked at the man in the way he appeared and judged the man. Because in church today, people don't judge people by content. They judge people by what they see. He said, the guy tried to talk to her. She, I mean, she didn't mind the guy. Then she went back to her friends and told her friends, can you see the photographer there? The guy was trying to toast me. Can you imagine? She's a Nigerian. He said, can you imagine? Eh? Look at the way I am and look at... They said, who are you talking about? He said, he said, the guy, the guy with the chat. He said, do you know he's the millionaire organizing this conference? She said, are you serious? That, I'm talking about the guy there, not the one there, this one. He said, he's the one, he's the reason why we are all here. You see, pride. It doesn't kill anything by just being nice to people. Just be nice to people. 
Listen, I'm telling you, your bishop will agree, agree with me. Sometimes you need to surround yourself in church with people who will lift you up. Not people that when you see them, you can't flow, you can't move. It's like the person is keeping you in bondage. Even in the house that is full of liberty, I decree today, nothing will keep you in bondage. Nothing will kick you out of expressing yourself. Receive that grace to be free in the name of Jesus. Immediately, Joseph stood before him. Joseph said, King, live long. This is the interpretation. He gave the interpretation. The king stood up. Read Genesis 41. Immediately, I have five minutes for us to enter into prayer. Immediately, he stood up. The king said, wow. Oh boy, you are, you are, you are serious. From today, you are no longer Joseph. From today, you are Zafnat Panaya. Zafnat Panaya is a language among the Egyptians, which simply means you are the savior of the world. He said, take my daughter to wife. Take my, in fact, I put you in command. He didn't need MPP, he didn't need NDC. He didn't have to converse for vote. The man slept as a pauper, but in less than 24 hours, he was on top of the palace. When you discover the saviors of men and the saviors of your destiny on time, God will take you to a level you never imagined. I prophesy in this house. Some of you get ready. God will open a supernatural door. You will enter Dubai, enter Singapore, enter America for businesses. Your business will take shape. Your ministry will enter abroad. Receive that grace. Receive that anointing. Rise up and shall fire. So that was the second biography of Joseph. Joseph became the savior of an entire generation. Do you know, if Joseph had not interpreted that dream, a whole nation would have perished. It took a savior of destiny, Joseph. That's why everybody needs a certain Joseph. Somebody shout, I need a Joseph. Listen, the distance between where you are and your comfort is your Joseph, your destiny helper, your savior of men. I'm telling you, when God surrounds you with saviors of men, when you need a car, you won't buy. The car will come. When you need an apartment, you won't buy. The apartment will come. You see, life is about revelation. Tell somebody, life is about revelation. I'm telling you, it's about revelation. That's why you must believe God for a revelation for yourself. You need that revelation. It is that revelation that gives you confidence. It's that revelation that makes you know, even if it's not good today, it will be good tomorrow. Am I talking to somebody at all? So even in your lack, you still know you are better than those who have. 
Am I talking to somebody? Nobody's success mesmerizes you. No. No. One of the things growing up in ministry, I never envied anybody's success. I am happy for people who are succeeding. But I never see them better than myself. Why? Because if God did it, God can also do it for me. Joseph was the reason why the whole nation was kept. Do you know why God has delayed in the second coming? You know why? It's because of the church. The only property God has in this world is the church. Why? That's why we are busy. Bishop was preaching, let's go out and reach out to the unbeliever because the world is going to hellfire. The only reason why rapture has delayed is the church because even in the house of God, a lot of us are still pretending. Small chuku chuku here and there. Unwari na sone ne danka kranka kra. Unene ne shisha wanka kranka kra. Uye ni yomebi. Watu te ha. Nini na nyami trenso besesa. Am I helping somebody at all? It's the church. That's why rapture has did. Because there are some people in, not only in Karistam, every church you will find them. They hear God's word. They are on fire today. By next week the fire is gone. Somebody called me one day and said, Daddy, when I went to my boyfriend's house, we didn't sleep on the same bed. He slept on the bed, on the mattress. On t- I also put a mat and slept. It's foolishness. <laughs> He's not married to you. You are not supposed to cohabit with him. Yeah. Foolishness is not an insult. It's a description of status. <laughs> so when they say you were a fool, don't say, why are you insulting me? Check yourself. Are you behaving foolishly? Ah, is it not in the Bible? He said foolishness, are, uh, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. You know, several times you quote this scripture, we, we have misinterpreted that scripture because every child is naturally foolish. Are you with me at all? I have a three-year-old child. If she's eating rice and she enters the restroom to continue eating, she doesn't even know it's inappropriate. So it's natural foolishness. If I see that child and I take care and I start flogging the child, have I helped the child? Because naturally, he, she thinks it's okay to eat jollof rice in the restroom. So when the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, it was not referring to toddlers. It was not referring to babies. If I meet this man, I come to his house eating beans and plantain in the toilet. Eh? That is foolishness. I saw a picture trending on Facebook about a 30-year-old man sitting on a potty and pooing. That's foolishness. He's not sicko. He just doesn't like the water closet. He wants to use chamber pot. <laughs> so the Bible said foolishness is natural for a child. But you that is an adult, when you grow, you put away foolish things. He said the only remedy to foolishness in the life of an adult is the rod. That's what we have misinterpreted as king. The rod is the word of God. Hear me. Hands can be laid on you. Foolishness can never leave you. What makes foolishness catch fire is the preaching and teaching of God's word. So if you are not ready to receive God's word, listen, even you that is born again, sometimes don't you behave in a way. Don't pretend. Doesn't it happen? Sometimes while we are, we'll say, ah, So if you are not married to a man and you are sleeping with a man, it's an act of foolishness. Yeah. Say I hear. Oh my voice called for my message. Say I hear, I hear. Yeah. It's, it's possible. You can date. So I dated my wife for four years. We didn't see our nakedness. 
I'm, when I married, I was a virgin. It's not something to brag about. What I'm simply saying, it's possible to keep a relationship and not be seeing each other's nakedness. It's possible. Tell somebody it's possible. We can come message, we be shame. As I hope I say, I'll come back to. We are making a here. I need a toast. Saviors of destiny. One thing holiness near your destiny helper cannot enter your life. We said your thing. I said I'm worth full prekope. I don't be a body. We had the answer. So we have to watch and say, "Oh, God, now." And then the agenda, sister. See, I hear. Holiness is important. Is 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 my is my signature. Any message I preach, there will be holiness inside. Is somebody following me at all? Yeah. It's possible. Date somebody. Your blood is boiling. Eh? Blood. When I was dating my wife, there were times she would call me. Honey, I want to see you. I said, for where? <laughs> he said, why can't you can say there is fire on the mountain? <laughs> That's wisdom. What are you bleeding? Now I say, Fred, where are you, baby? I need you. Come. Now Kalabo shake It's foolishness. Or say flee. One can say speak in tongues. Flee, you are speaking in tongues. Eh? Can a man go through fire and not be bent? It's simple. That's how we communicated. That's why during that period, we didn't touch each other. Is somebody following me at all? Because I, was, I became a pastor in 2004. This is 16 years, am I right? I was preaching even when I was in Legon. I have a, I have a campus ministry. It's about 15 years old. How can I be preaching to the woman I plan to marry? And at the same time, she knows we are sleeping together. Will she, well, I will not even be able to preach what I'm preaching. Because the more you are preaching, so your own con and your greatest anointing, take this for me, every child of God, your greatest anointing is your conscience. That's why we don't, we don't have to die to know where we are going. Your apparent lifestyle now is a prophetic intimation of where you are going. So you don't need to die to know. So nobody will enter heaven and say, hey, me find my bedroom. Nobody's entering heaven like that. You will know if you're on your way to heaven. Is somebody following me at all? Every one of us seated here, if you will go to heaven now, you know already. If you will miss rapture, you know. You can buy a, a VIP ticket to Kumasi and end up in Wah. If you sit in VIP to Kumasi, to take you to Kumasi. So your apparent lifestyle is your ticket to your final destination. Wow. Back to my message. Back to my message. I'm rounding up. Somebody shout, I need my Joseph. Need my so it was because of Joseph. That's why the whole world was preserved. You remember in Genesis 35, the verse, I mean Genesis 30, 20, Joseph was introduced to us as who? The son of Jacob. Do you know God allowed Joseph into the New Testament? Check your Bible. When you read Matthew chapter 1, the verse 16, he was reintroduced to us again as the son of Jacob. You know why God did that? So that he can continue the business of saving the lives of men. <laughs> Saviors of men. I, that's why I told you that Joseph of the Old Testament was a human being. But the Joseph of the New Testament is an office. That's what it is, an office. Yes, God enters that office and begins to embellish the destinies of people. No, have you sat down to think about it? Why was Mary betrothed to a Joseph? Why was Mary, the virgin, not betrothed to a certain Thomas? Not betrothed to a certain, you know, John or Paul? But God was specific that I will make sure you are betrothed to a Joseph. You remember, Joseph told everybody that he was going to marry Mary, you know. 
They planned everything. And in those days, among the, the Jews, if there was any anomaly prior to the marriage, the case was reported to the elders of the church, and the woman is publicly disgraced and stoned to death. So this is Mary. I'm, I'm Joseph. Are you following me at all? A week to the marriage, Mary says, babes, we need to talk. Then I'm saying, okay, from your countenance, I can tell it's the caterer. I've sorted them. There'll be chicken. There'll be, you know, fish, everything, food. He said, no, my dear, it's not chicken. It's not, okay, drinks. There'll be enough Fanta, Sprite. No, 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 babe, talk to me. I said, what is it? He said, I'm pregnant. You see, it's easy to read it too. But if you were me, <laughs> you have kept yourself for the glorious day of Prosconio. And the lady is telling you that she's pregnant. No, put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Will you be saying, baby, congratulations, when you know you are not the one behind it? No, will you be happy with Mary? Joseph had every reason to be angry. He said, Mary, how can you do this to me? After everything, paid your bride price, I'm waiting so that Saturday we'll enjoy ourselves. Mary, I'm, 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 I'm broken. He said, okay, who is behind it? He said, okay, don't say it. I suspect Peter. If it's not Peter, then it's John. The way they've been staring at you, I suspect them. He said, no, my dear, it's none of them. So who is behind it? He said, the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you were Joseph, you would slap him. Because there was no reference point. In the history of human existence, the Holy Spirit had never impregnated anybody. If that had happened before, it would not be an issue. No, even today, if you are married to your wife, you have not touched her, and she's pregnant, and she tells you, my dear, it's the Holy Ghost. Since when did Virgin Mary come back again? No, think about who will take it. I have a wife. We are done. We have three. We are done. I, I'm, I'm making sure I'm done. See, I hear. <laughs> if she comes and tells me that she's pregnant, and I say, okay, I don't know what I did, but I suspect this one is not me. Who is behind it? The Holy Ghost. I'll call Osofu. Holy Ghost. You will not take it lightly. But when they told Joseph, don't forget in Genesis, Pharaoh told us every Joseph is a savior of destiny. When they told Joseph, he knew he was not the father to that baby. But from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, he was carrying baby Jesus. Why? Because Herod had decreed that every firstborn child around that period should be exterminated. If not for a Joseph, if not for the savior of the world, you and I will not have salvation today. He was carrying baby Jesus to preserve the destiny of baby Jesus. So when God sends you a Joseph, he is a savior of your destiny from untimely death. He carried baby Jesus. I'm telling you, if not for Joseph, Jesus would have been apprehended and killed. So God needed Joseph to preserve our salvation. This salvation, some of us don't take serious. Somebody had to sacrifice for that salvation. He preserved baby Jesus. And when they were going back and forth, they were keeping our salvation. Somebody shout, I need a savior of my destiny. Say, I need a Joseph. Finally, you remember in Psalm 34, I think the verse 20, Jesus prophesied. You know, David was a prophet. Jesus prophesied through David. He said, he kept all his bones, not even a jot of them will be broken. 
So Jesus prophesied even before his death that when they hang him on the cross, his bones will not be broken. You remember that story? And you know Jesus was labeled a criminal. And in those days, if you are labeled a criminal, you are hanged on a tree. And among the Roman soldiers, when they crucify you, after some days, they will come back to the cross with some weapons to break your bones. Because But no so it was a common practice among the Roman soldiers. It was a tradition that after some days they will come to the cross and break your bones. But prophecy had gone out that my bones cannot be broken. Listen, it's good to have prophecy. It's good today, tonight, some people will receive prophecy. This morning, God will use me to prophesy. God will use me to prophesy. After you have received the prophecies, you must believe God for saviors that will bring that prophecy to pass. Amen. Jesus had prophesied. So, government is saying your bones must be broken. Prophecy is saying you will not break my bones. Guess what? Another Joseph appeared. This time is Joseph of Arimathea. My question is, why always Josephs? It can't be coincidence. It's a mystery. Why God chooses all? Because there were Thomases. There were Johns. There were Peters. Why did God choose another Joseph? Joseph of Arimathea was a rich man. May God make us prosperous in this house. And listen, tonight, don't miss service. Because tonight, I'm going to show you how you can receive grace to have money. 2020, ICGC carries temple. Those of you who don't have cars, you will get your car. Amen. Those of you that I'm telling you what God spoke to me in secret at dawn. Tell somebody, don't miss tonight. Because tonight I'm going to anoint everybody's palm. Once the oil touches your palm, anywhere money is, it will chase you after the program. Immediately, Joseph of Arimathea, he was one of the elders that were part of that meeting that said, crucify Jesus. He was part of them. But when prophecy had to be fulfilled, God touched his heart. Don't forget, it took an unbeliever, Pharaoh, to tell us who Joseph was. It was not a believer that gave the interpretation. It was Pharaoh who had no hope of eternity. Listen, God can use anybody to bless you. Talk to me. I said, God can use anybody to bless you. The late Archbishop Benson in the Hosa, one of the days he came to church on Sunday, preached a powerful message, said, Lord, Thank you for giving us over $2 million for our project. When he made that statement, the finance people were looking at him because he has not checked the balance. He said, church, let's begin to thank God. The money is in. Which money? $2 million. As at that time, even today, $2 million is not small money. The man preached. He said, next week, the $2 million will be in church. Thursday, the finance people call him, Baba. No money. He said, can't you see? The money is here. Ah, the man was still talking, midweek service. Sunday we are jubilating because the money has come. Two million dollars. Sunday came. Service was going on. Praise, worship. He came upstairs. He said, let's begin to thank God for our two million dollars. It's sitting in the account. Church, bless the name of... Everybody was wondering. Finance people, where was this man talking about? Whilst he was talking, they wheeled an unbeliever who was a Muslim into the meeting. This was a Muslim. Came to the meeting on a wheelchair. 30-something years of his life, he has not walked. Immediately, the Archbishop Benson also saw the man coming in with the wheelchair. God spoke to him. That's your $2 million. 
He said, go straight to the wheelchair and kick the wheelchair. He went straight and kicked the wheelchair. The man started walking. 35 years or so, the man has never walked. Started walking. And his father was very rich. So he asked the church, what do you want? What do you want? The bishop said, two million dollars. He said, consider it. The emphasis here is, the man was not a believer. He was an unbeliever. Sometimes eh, we think that God must use, his ways are not your ways. Neither his thoughts, your thoughts. It took Joseph of Arimathea. He was part of the people that said, crucify him. But when it was time for prophecy to be fulfilled, God touched his heart. He gave up his tomb that when he dies, he was a rich man, they should bury him in. So when the soldiers came, prophecy was fulfilled. His bones could not be broken. Why? Because he was not on the cross. I decree at this juncture that after this morning service, may God send you a savior of destiny. I said, may God save you a savior of destiny. Stand to your feet. Lift up your two hands. Lift up your two hands. Mommy, father, tonight, say my father, my father, tonight, before this program comes to an end, wherever my savior of destiny, my Joseph is, after this morning session, let me encounter the person in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands. Please, I want you to pray from the depths of your heart. I see no less than 12 angels. Every one of them is carrying a bowl of oil. And the Lord is telling me this morning he's going to anoint some people. Because what you are looking for is not a car. What you are looking for is not a house. What you are looking for is your Joseph. One Joseph can transmogrify your life. Change your life forever. Lift up your hand. Say, my father, my father. Shouted, my father, my father. This morning, as I lift up my hands, I decree a release of my Joseph, my savior of my destiny. Now, now, say, Lord, in 2020, that man, that woman, you are sending my way to save my destiny by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I release them. I release them. Now, now, clap your hands and begin to pray. Savior of destiny. Release the Joseph of your destiny. Katalabashaya. Mantoloboshaya. Pray. Fire da 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 da. 
Lift up your hand, just thank him wherever you are. Lift up your hands, just begin to bless him. Bless him. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Listen. Those of you standing, you can sit down, sit down, sit down. Those of you standing, just thank him wherever you are. Thank him. Open your mouth, just thank him. Stretch your hand towards the gentleman on the altar. Stretch forth your hand. Stretch forth your hand towards him. In the realm of the spirit, when I got to him, he was praying. He was praying. Suddenly, I saw the heavens open and I saw oil coming upon him. And the Lord said to me, pray for him because there is an assignment on his destiny. There is something God is going to use this gentleman for that even people in his lineage who never saw light say, yes, the Lord, I will use him to bring light to them. Amen. Stretch out your hand towards him. Anything that ever delayed in his life, say, yes, the Lord, there will be a divine speed in his life. Amen. Gentlemen, come. Is this your church? Is this your church? Who knows you? Everybody knows you. Does Bishop know you? Man of God, do you know him? He's been coming. You've, who knows him? You know him? Okay, you also know him. So why come your pastor doesn't know you? But this is your church. You came with whom? Your brother. Okay, why is the brother? Come. So you are known. I know I'm doing what I'm doing. Man of God, do you know him? You know him. So that's your brother. Lift up your hands. There is a very strong calling of God on his life. So which church was he going all this while? Presby. So now you have brought him to ICGC. The conference. He came for vacation, so he's not in. So where is he based? Kaswa. But there is a call of God on his life. In fact, when I got to him, he was praying, and I saw heavens open, and I saw oil being poured on him. I saw a crown they put on him, and God said, I have made him ten times better than his contemporaries. <laughs> Listen, you will succeed in this life. Francis, is that his name? Are you Francis? you will succeed in this life. I'm telling you. In the destiny, any Ghana in fact, he will be here for a short while. But soon, soon, that is where God is taking him to. You know, location is very, very important. 
Because in the realm of the spirit, I see this gentleman already in America. And he's doing very well. And everywhere he's standing, he's giving testimony of the fact that if not for God. And God said, when he was a clot of blood, I knew him. That's when I heard Francis. Francis, look at me. From today, God is taking you to a new level. Receive that grace. Ah, you will do what nobody has done. I anoint your feet. And I declare, America is open unto you. God will raise a savior of destiny for you. I will take you from here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand. Father, I bless him. Your destiny will shine. In Jesus' name. Amen. Congratulations. Father, I bless the brother that he brought him to church. Let a giant door open for him. Chairman, from today, you receive dollars, you receive euros, you receive pounds sterling. May God give you financial favor. Take it. My God. Where is the water? It's new, right? Mommy. Is anyam na me buy asori na provide here. Patronum kakrama me. Is is new. I didn't bring it. I just took it. You are witness, right? Uh-huh. The reason why I'm saying drink the water is because the Lord said, it's not water you have just drank. You have just received the blood of Jesus. What you are carrying is a prophetic child. Listen, when this child is born, don't just be leaving this child with just anybody. Because I a prophetess who are you with me at all? Be with them. Say, I'm not sorry. I'm boy, no, I've been nine years. Where is me to my Because what she's carrying, man of God, a powerful woman. So I check her sex now. Or your bar. Or your bar. A powerful prophetess, I'm telling you. I'm straightforward. Your hunter was there. This daughter that is going to be born, eh? or a savior of men, open your mouth and begin to pray. Yes, Lord. Every untimely attack over this pregnancy, I terminated by fire. Ah, you would deliver a prophetess. The Lord is saying to me, even when this child, before conception, I had a plan for her destiny. Ah, she will pull down things, pull down kingdoms, pull down thrones. My word will be in her mouth. She will speak the uncompromising word of God. Receive that grace. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Ah. Thank you, Lord. It is done. Straight for your hunter was here. Mommy. The reason I'm able to say, so soon we're going to have a celebration. As we be here, yeah, yeah, ready, I know. Who's going to be here, born in self, and we'll be here celebrating. Straight for your hand towards her. That this year, God's will 
concerning her life will come to pass. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Pray for her. Please pray for her. Pray for her. That this year the will of God concerning her life will come to pass. Open your mouth and pray. for you. If God blesses you, remember this church. Are you sure? Because spiritually, financially in this church, when God prospers you, don't forget this church. Are you with me at all? Oh, Jesus. Receive that grace. Stretch for your hands. Pray for her. Pray for her. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Anywhere you will go, you will find favor. Favor in the eyes of God and in the eyes of men. Ah, that says the Lord. My God. Remember not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. For behold, after today I do a new thing. Receive grace to enter a new level. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. It is done. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Lift up your hands. Ah, man of God, can I get some envelopes? Chairman, can I pray for you? Come. Check, check the car. I have an extra face towel in the bag. Bring it to me. I need some envelopes. I need some envelopes. Lift up your hands. Senior, I'm going to put this on you. Anything God has done for me, not necessarily ministry, but in terms of favor, anything God has put on my life, by God's grace, I'm a blessed man. The same God that when I was a nobody made me who I am today. As I lay this thing on you, any level you are, may God quadruple that level. Amen. Father, I ministered with this face towel. Any day he decides to wash it, it will still not lose the grace. Anytime this man prays with this towel, the same God that remembered me and made me who I am today. Make him ten times better. Amen. Straight forward your hand towards him. When I was preaching, anytime I looked at him, it was like something left me and entered into him. Amen. I kept looking at him when I was preaching. And the Lord said to me, there is something I'm taking from you. So put your towel on him and leave it with him. Straight forward your hands. This man will never remain the same again. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your hands. Tell your neighbor tonight. Listen, tonight I'm anointing everybody. And I'm believing God for a word of prophecy for everybody. Are you with me at all? And I'm going to pray a special prayer for anybody that believes that this year God must open the door of marriage for you. Are you with me at all? I heard it audibly. That this year God will keep some people good marriages. So tonight, don't miss service at all. Tell somebody, don't miss service. 